You are listening to episode 67 of the 11th Hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. I am Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. I'm Sam Melancon from Debacle Records. Each week, we pick a Rancid song or related, adjacent, whatever song, and we talk about it, all our complicated feelings. So this week was my pick, and I picked a song that I... When I, at the time, couldn't remember at all what it sounded like or anything about it. So I picture you like covering your eyes and throwing a dart like to the side. I kind of, yeah, like, that's, I, I, I feel like that's not a bad idea every once in a while going forward. Cause I, yeah, oh yeah. Cause I overthink this stuff way too much. And so stuff like this would normally get overlooked because I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, I mean, I do now. I, you know. Full disclosure, I have listened to the song since I picked it so that I know what it is. Um, all right, today's today's pick is Holiday Sunrise off of Rancid So Holiday Sunrise is toward the back half, I believe, of the debut. And uh, yeah, it's a song. It's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. It was one another another moment of like, oh yeah, this debut album, it, it really is better than I ever remember it is. Yeah, I, I yes, to get that out of the way. This forced me to listen to the debut album again. Not forced me, not like it was painful, <laughs> but it, like I tend to not put it on. And when I do put it on, I'm like, oh, God. Why don't I listen like, to this more? Rancid in their like scrappy skate punk mode, like or whatever this yeah. is. That kind of early 90s scrappier California skate punk thing is is kind of unformed, a little more hardcore. Is very fun. It <laughs> is. is really fun. Yeah, and it's it's very very good. And um, yeah. Did you have the moment that I had? This is a, yeah. This is my question. Did you have the moment I had where you're like, "What the fuck song is this?" And then you're like, "Oh, it's the Alibi song." <laughs> like, like I had no like that name did not resonate on like what song is this? Like, like, like when you picked it, I was like. I, I'm not resonating this name to any song. And then the second it was playing, I was like, oh, that's right, this song. Like, like No, like, I did not did have ha- that moment. <laughs> I listened to it and I was just like I had this moment of like, I don't think I've ever heard this song before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so um it yeah, it was like a brand new song for me in a way. Uh well, all right. You gave yourself a gift. Yeah, there. hey, and it was, and it's, and again, it's pretty good. It's, uh, it's pretty solid. It's, I, I, it's tough. I don't feel like I have a lot to say about it because it's kind of also unremarkable, isn't it? it yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of unremarkable in in like musically, somewhat un- unremarkable. I think the fact that you also can't understand almost any word right. besides "I got no alibis." I suddenly realized I got no alibis. That part 
is <laughs> like makes it very hard as a casual listener to yeah. care about this song. Since looking up the lyrics for this episode, I've been like, oh, this is like a pretty interesting early Tim addict Tim, you know, kind of talking about um you know, down and out and yeah. rock bottom and talking about you know, family of his that were very judgmental. I, I read it as judgmental born agains, you know, calling me a sinner and and um Yeah. You know, and and it's a pretty interesting, you know, talking about like at the you know, but I could have it worse sort of mentality that, you know, a lot of people get into um when they're trying to pull themselves up. And and that's both good and bad, uh, you know, sort of good and bad. So yeah. That can be pretty toxic, but it's a pretty interesting little poem. And it's it's another one of these ones where we've been kind of bopping around the first couple records and like these linear songs, mm-hmm. you know, that that just like sing straight through as these like little poems are kind of interesting. Like, like we don't really like that goes away pretty quick. Like, like it does. How come the wolves? I can't, I mean, I guess that's not true. I guess 2000 has a bunch of that. Yeah. Too, like where you just sing straight through. Yeah. 2000 has a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, it is. I mean, well, and you know, and that's kind of an interesting thing too. If you think about it, like that's most present in the earlier stuff, like, which are the ones that we rate. <laughs> like, yeah. That goes away, and not that, not saying that that is why those are the better albums. There's obviously much deeper reasons for that, but um, <laughs> but it is interesting because it it seems like yeah, I don't know. There there is something really really nice about, and it and it and it works because well, it works for a lot of reasons. But like on this song, it it works because a, I mean, musically it's interesting, and but I think it's because of that sort of poetic Tim thing. Like these songs work better as a linear thing rather than like trying to put it into, I don't know, more of a, I mean, it has a structure, but yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, my brain completely went blank, mid, blank midway through the sentence. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. But yeah, I think that is, I, I do like the lyrics. Um, I, like, I couldn't, I can't understand. I think that's really the biggest thing. The reason I don't remember it is because sort of, because the, the lyrics are really good, but yeah, like you said, you can't really understand anything. Like it's really, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we're, we're rancid fans. We have a pretty high tolerance for this, <laughs> but it's, it's a reminder. It, it, it's, you kind of get it's like I said, since I didn't remember this song at all, it's like, Oh yeah, this is, this must be what casual fans feel like trying to listen to Rancid most of the time. Like what the fuck is he? What are you talking about? He said, what? Oh, you know? Um, yeah, a hundred percent. And like, I, I will say like when I listened to it very intently, I was like, Oh, I really like this sort of thrashy mm-hmm. SoCal. I feel like this has a very '90s Southern California vibe to it. Yes, yeah, like in a way that, like, again, sometimes you have to, like, when you have to listen more intently to this record to hear the differences in the song styles because the production kind of, like, kind of yeah. sits on the on the songs and make them all feel the same and a little 
gray as we've talked in the past, mm-hmm. you know, and when really this is a pretty like, you know, overexposed pool party, not pool party, but a uh, pool, empty pool, <laughs> kind of like a uh, uh, blown out skate skate picture in my mind you know like 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 the skate photography is what i think of you know oh, yeah I mean? like, it's like like it has that feeling of like dust and leaves in a pool the bottom of a pulled out pool like it's got the grime of a like you know early 90s that sort of vibe right like it's not it's not idealized california it's real california you yeah know what i mean like and it's kind of grimy and and sad and and sort of um but also energized, very energized, you know, and, and, and it, and then the lyrics are actually times that times a bunch, you know, and in terms of it's, it's a darker theme. And like, it was funny. I, I did the thing I do, especially on like, like 2000 and let's go in this record, which is like, well, when I listen to it a couple of times, it's really hard to just listen to the like 30 second song over and over. So I listen to the chunk of songs and listen to it in context. And multiple, I really have to admit, multiple times, I I was like, wait, I'm on to some other song, and I'm like, where did my, <laughs> where did that song go? <laughs> like, yeah, like it just bleeds into. I think that's an overall feeling I have with this album, um, because I was telling you, I was yeah. saying, off air. <laughs> But I said, like, I, I every time when I, I listened to the song, when I was preparing for this, and I turned it off, I had Detroit stuck in my head. Like, that, it was the weird, it's the weirdest thing. Even right now, we're talking about this, and I'm, in my head, it's just like, got a good feeling about a bad city. <laughs> and I think, but I think part of that is, I, I blame the production. That's my... Yeah, the production... And I mean, the, all their songs writing styles from this period was very similar. This one's got a real like intro, you know, doesn't this one have like a has like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like they have, you know, limited moves at this time. They're still going to be rancid and you're feeling it and everything. And it's like very Matt centric and everything. Yeah, I think that's the other thing. This is a very, it's very like the way the bass is in the mix or like in the like the sonic quality of the bass is so I feel like it's so distinct on this record. It's so there's like, I don't know. And that's where, and and I associate that like Detroit's my favorite song on the record. And so I think that's why I like, and I associate that sort of, it's almost, I don't know. It sounds kind of jangly. Isn't the word. I don't know. I can't think, I can't, I don't have the word that I'm thinking of, but you do feel like you hear the string. Yeah. Like it feels very like, it's like, are your strings too loose, dude? Like yeah. it's in tune. It's everything, not like but it's, corn, but it's like right. it's, it's 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 on its, it's way. It's the rancid that, version of that, or something. <laughs> and and so where you can like hear it. it yeah, you hear the. But the thing is, is like I kind of I I mean, and I think that also lends itself to why I think it's like oh, this is very nineties. Um, I mean, obviously yeah. it's very nineties because it was written and made in the nineties, but like. You know, Outcome the Wolves has more of a timelessness to it because of it yeah, is what sure. it is. But um, so and and then and the production, I I think, really kind of heightens that um, that feeling, especially with the bass. I don't. know. I mean, it's yeah, like Rancid '93 before Lars is in the band. Like Matt, I mean, Matt's obviously a you know you don't have Rancid without Matt, but it's 
he's even more important pre Lars. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, this is a this is a very Matt centric song, and it's a very Matt centric record, and it just feels like that. Yeah, I think that's what adds up to when you're just glancing past the record. You're just like, here's another crazy Matt baseline, and like here's, you know. They all kind of do that thing where they like have at least one break where it gets a little slower so he can do something, can, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I'm going to spend this whole thing time talking about Detroit because that's the song. But again, it reminds it's like in the chorus, it's, it's like, you know, when it slows down. And this, but you know, I think, yeah, I guess that, that kind of thing repeats itself a lot on this record. Yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, I I think I I do think I want to give it some point for being a very light like we're kind of knocking this one down um, off the list you know sort of episode here mm-hmm. I do want to give it points for like this is an interesting little parable of rock bottom mates bootstrappy sort of recovery person you know what I mean like this has all the signs of sort of that part of Tim. Um, and it, and it's like, it does get super overshadowed by the fact that you can't hear any of that. Right. Yeah. When you read the lyrics, it's really, it, it's, I, I, I hesitate to go as far as saying it's very poignant, but it is ish. Like, I think there's yeah, some, it's close. I, you know, I mean, I, I really do like the one line you can understand. I suddenly realized I got no alibis. I mean, that's a very, um, I, I would imagine many of us in our lives have been not necessarily with addiction or something, but where we've had those moments of like, shit, this is yeah, my, uh, this is like, it. I, I'm actually like caught out on something and I'm, I'm, there's no more. Yeah. There's no more places to say, but I got the, but you know, like, yeah, it's like, and that's part of the sort of rock bottoming, you know what I mean? Like there's no more, Stories you can tell yourself, you know. Yeah, and I and I, I like. Yeah, I think that's a good way of, of. I like the way he phrases it, and I like. Um, yeah, the born again relatives of mine said they were born again part, and then I'll take my chances when I'm dead. That yeah, and then that whole back half is pretty good. It's good. It's interesting. Yeah, there's good stuff. And I I wanted to know, was he a born against fan? Because born against was like done by now, right? Uh, that hardcore band yeah i don't were they great great hardcore band they were like late 80s right i thought they were i'm looking it up because i'm not a whole uh uh, 889 and 93 so they no so they're like their height probably yeah when did the big nine picture other whatever uh that came out in 91 but then yeah that's my question is like was he a born against fan or was it was oh you know he was a born against fan I feel like, yeah, that seems. I, yeah, I would think so. But it's also like a real. It's also a really good way of putting like 
you know, I think it, it, it's great in the song. I, I assume he's a Born Against fan. So, and it's cool. It's like, hey, here I can sneak in a, like, sneaky yeah. shout out. But it also works really well in the context of what he's saying. No, it's, it's a good, good poetry. Yeah, it's, it's like. like uh, maybe Born Against, they were born again. Fucked up world has made me born against. You know, like, that's, I don't know, that's very Tim. Yeah. That's a good kind of Tim little couple. Well, of like and, a, like, and this kind of, you know, this is the thing we've talked about a lot. I mean, we talked about it with Bad Tim. It's like. For better or worse, Tim has been Tim <laughs> from the beginning, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And I I like to, yeah. I mean, I I don't know if that's for better or worse. It's, it's got both sides have pros and cons, yeah. I think. For sure. Um, but. And, and you get a little bit of the like, well, my, I cried when I had no shoes till I met both man with no feet. It's like both kind of a good thing, but sometimes that tone means like you can't, you know, quit your bitching. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I'm always like, oh, yeah, that always, yeah, that it's like, tone. oh, somebody's got a worst. You got to, it's, yeah, but that's always like a, sometimes that's a helpful mindset for people, especially people in recovery of like, like, like uh, aff- affirmations of that type for certain personality types is actually really useful. And it's like, that's great if it works for you. It doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody or like everybody has to I know. conform to your vision of the world. So that's the danger, right? The second somebody, a very big danger somebody post recovery is that they, they take everything that works for them and they apply it to everybody else. Right. right? Like, and they're like, why can't everybody be like me? Oh, that's man. That's a pretty that, common yeah. problem. I mean, that's a, uh, Eden and I were talking about, not in the sense of recovery, we were just talking about this last night in the sense of, it was with her work and stuff but just the idea of okay like just because you think of things in this certain way and you do things in this certain way you can't get pissed off because other people don't or you can't like yeah and which is the thing i've i struggled with for a long time was like well this is easy to me why isn't this easy to you and it's like well because my brain works in a different way and yeah i'm a different person and so it's like assuming and then because the the jump from there especially this i i mean i experience this in work situations all the time is well because you do it this way and this is you think this is the only way or the right way to do it and the only way to do it and you know i don't agree (laughs) like my because i'm different and like now you think i'm an idiot and now you're gonna treat me like i'm stupid even though it's like no like fuck off that's not i mean and that's we were talking about this in the terms of like managers and stuff and how that's, you know, if you want to be a good man, if you want to be good at managing people, it's like, you got to let people. It's about empathetic. Yeah. Empathetic, uh, work styles, being empathetic to work styles. That's a, that's a topic very near and dear. Oh, I, I would guess. Yeah. I mean, well, that was like the one really good boss I had was in my life would always be like, this is the thing we're trying to do. And I know how I would do it but you're gonna do it if you get stuck yeah. come like you know and that's the that that's wonderful yeah that's such a good view of what the way to do it is saying the end result well, is what we care about here really learning to say man for me being a better boss was like always and i'm working on it still like to act like i've <laughs> rounded this corner is not accurate but i've gotten better just in, in general, it's a manager or not, but just in general, working with other people, learning to say, yeah, exactly. Like, we all know what we're trying to do, the way I would do it, or the way this makes me 
like like really framing things as a me statement mm-hmm. versus like an ab yes. like when you're like this is an absolute but this is a me statement and then going like what do you think and knowing when to back off and say like okay that's my take what's your take yeah it, it's like the difference between uh, everything like that, that that's a, that's probably a difference between like i felt like Every time I did that well, I was adding like another month to that person staying with me. Well, you know what I mean? And like, I mean, like, and it's even true, <laughs> even outside of like, I feel like in my relationship, in my marriage, it be, it was, a, it was oh, you know, yeah, I mean, yes, it's probably yes. more important, frankly, and is, and is realized is, you know, um, yeah, I've, <laughs> this has gone in weird places, but I, you know, no. as, <clears throat> as men, we are often socialized of, you know, if someone comes to us to talk to us about a problem, we think we have to fix it. Definitively. And, and, and this was a big issue in my marriage for a long time because I, you know, Eden would just want to come, just want to rant. And I would be like, well, you know, and it would turn into this huge thing. And thankfully I had a good therapist and, and have done a lot of work on it. But the funny thing is the best part about it, cause it's, you know, now it's, we're, in a really healthy place where, you know, I'll just be like, Oh man, that fucking sucks. I can't believe, you know? And then if it keeps going on, I'll be like, do you want any advice? But the best part mm-hmm. is, is like not feeling like you have to have the answers and fix it is so much fucking easier. Like for me, yeah, the it's like, all I got to do is sit there and listen and go like, man, yeah, fuck these people. But you know, like that's f- great. And I've been, yeah. I've been trying to, for years been working on my dad because i you know again most, we're socialized this the person we learn it from off a lot of us mostly is our fathers and and i love my father my dad's great but he is i mean he is so bad about it and and i know it drives my mom nuts and luckily they're in therapy i don't think they would mind me not that anybody knows them listening to this well eden will probably be listening to this eventually but she knows they're in therapy but like I, it's those things are it's I mean it's it's all to me it's all related and the biggest thing about it and I don't know what this has to do with the song at this point anymore but like <laughs> it's about like taking your fucking ego out of it and yeah like especially with you know going back to the like I know oh I guess we, yeah we we're talking about the no shoes man no feet it's like yeah that works for you great like but then there are other people yeah, where yeah. it's like yeah, but what they're, you know, yes, what they're experiencing isn't the worst thing in the world, but it's really fuck. It's real to them, and it really sucks for them. And trying to, like, invalidate that to them, man, that's a good way to fuck up your connection with that person. Um, but, uh, shit, I lost it. Fuck. Ugh. No, you have it. You're good. I think you're good. I think I also just think that yes, it's about it's about removal of ego, and it's also about like removal of, of like. I think a lot of people, men, men especially, but just a lot of people think that most situations, especially like from relationships to jobs, is about winning the situation. Yes. And it's like, it's not about winning no. the situation. It's about mutual success. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's about, it's about like the mutual success of the situation almost always has very little to do with outcome and has a lot more to do with feeling, if that makes sense. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. And so it's like, like I have to be reminded of that of all all the time where like I, God, let's just turn this into a therapy session. That's so unrelated. <laughs> but like one of the biggest problems 
is follow up for me. You know this. Yeah. Right? We were just making fun <laughs> yes. of it. You know. Um, and it's be, it's a it's a weird anxiety response for me, right? Like I'm like, oh, I need to do it, go do it perfectly, right? Right. And what most people want is acknowledgement. Yeah. Right? Like I have this huge history of like all I needed to do was text back, yep. Yeah. Or got it. Not going to do it today, but got it. You know what I mean? And I'm not more like, well, I can't do it, so I shouldn't text back or I shouldn't email somebody uh, until I'm ready to, like, fix the whole problem. Right. Right? Because I'm like, well, I can't do anything for that person. And so I triage them to the bottom of the list because I'm always triaging. You know, I'm always freaking yep. out and triaging. Same. Same. And it's like the thing I'm trying to, like, the my full, like, trying to fix my life <laughs> middle midlife crisis thing is just going... Hey, not going to fix it right now. I hear you. I see you. Sorry. Well, Talk to you later. Absolutely. And how much that's all most people want oh, from yeah. you. <laughs> well, I mean, and I think we've talked about this on here, but I was talking about this the other night again with somebody. I can't remember who, but in most situations, like where if you fuck up something, like, and this is kind of, you know, I got no alibi. Oh, yeah. This is very related. And, and, and what, and this happened at uh, my wife's work recently, like, her and another person were in basically the same situation where they had forgot to do something like, and the responses yeah. were night and day, but it's all you got to do is be like, Oh shit. Yeah. That's I, my bad. Yeah. I fucked it up. Like I, I will fix it right now. I or was if it's such a nightmare about this when I was a young right. person, and I was such a mess and, and, with this exact thing. And as soon as, and, and we've all, I've been on bo both sides of this, like where I fuck something up and you could tell that the person that was, confronting you about this was like ready for a fight because most people when you get confronted you get defensive you make excuses and i get it that's yeah. like our base instinct but i was just like oh shit you're right like it took all the like heat out of the situation and it was just like oh you're oh, okay yeah let's yeah. just fix it and it's cool you know wow like uh, if you I, I mean i think there's a great eddie izzard bit about that where she talks about <laughs> When you, I, don't, I can't remember the whole contact. I can do this fucking stand up the dress to kill thing, like probably the whole thing verbatim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the like, you break something and you're like, oh, so when you're an adult, because when you're a kid, you just lie and you're like, oh, no, I was dead at the time. And if you're an adult, you break yeah, it because yeah. you're hoping people will be like, oh, that was very bold of you. I want to shag people who are, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah I've yeah, broken yeah. that and I've thrown the, the cats out the window. And <laughs> but it's, but there's like a truth to it in the sense that, like, when, just owning things. Just, yeah, yeah. And, and again, because, I don't know. I, I And I think that, I wish, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, again, I don't know if has, this has to do with anything, but it's just like the things that I've, in the last 10 years of my life that I have worked very hard on and it is, God has improved my quality of life so much because I'm like, I'm still stressed out as fuck because it's 2023, the world is on fire and everything is fucking terrible. But like 100%. my home life is, I mean, I've been married for 20 fucking years and I, our relationship has never been better. And yeah, uh, that's, you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back. for that. <laughs> I, I, I really do encourage people to go do the work around this stuff because like uh, I, one of these, I'm definitely still, all of these I'm working, everybody. Yeah. Well, and it's like, never, and it's never a thing too, where it's, it's like, it's oh, I fixed, I'm done. It just goes away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it. But there's, Perfect. I am certain I'm much better about just saying, yep, I fucked yep. up when I fucked up. I, it took me a long time to get there. I was like, God, I was like a lying machine. Oh, when I was man. A kid. And like, 
because I was so afraid of accountability. Yes. Like I was so scared of accountability when nobody really gave a shit but me. <laughs> and I see it a little bit with my kid and I'm trying yes. all of what like oh. techniques I can to be like, don't fucking worry about it, man. Just tell me when you did something like I, the, the, the problem is never going to be as bad as your feelings you're having right now. You know what I mean? And like um, inside, yes. like don't, I don't want to wish that on you. you oh know man. I mean? And then, so like, and he's not that bad. He's not even close to as bad as I was, but like, anyways, so that would be one of them. It's exactly the thing of taking your ego out of when you're trying to work with somebody, but especially if you're their manager, my God, the, the difference between going, uh, uh, doing the work around, around saying, you can still say, this is how I would do it. And this is how I'd recommend you do it, but you can, but then you need to say, but that's me. Yeah. You have to end it with, but that's just my perspective. What do you want to do? Like, they still want you to be a mentor. Like, there's still right. a part of that job that that's is to be a mentor. But you have to frame it as, but that there's other ways. You know yep. what I mean? Like, and people will hear that in different ways. And there's different ways to manage different people. But, like, start there at that very baseline thing of just saying, but that's me. And you'll find a world of difference. And then the other one is that I'm 100% working on. I talk to Brad about it all the time. And I talk to everybody in my life about it because it's like a on front of my mind thing that I'm very bad at right now is just acknowledging people instead of triaging them to the bottom of the list when I don't have good answers for them. Because it's yeah. like, I literally have too many things in my life yep. right now. I can't do them all. And instead of going, I don't know, I'm not going to talk to you for a week because I just don't have good answers for you because I don't have what you need from me. I'm just going to go. And it's not like I'm hiding. It's more like I think that it's been five minutes since I last talked to you. <laughs> But um, it's been like two weeks and I'm like, shit, right. I didn't talk to you for two weeks. You know, like, like it's, it's way weirder than it, it, but it comes off as I'm hiding, you know what I mean? And so I need to like be so much better at giving people kind of just check, non-answer check-ins, you know? Um, there's a version of that that's negative too, where you check in too much and go like, hey, I don't have anything, where, you know, like there's toxic versions of that sure. too, but like I'm nowhere near that. Right. You know? <laughs> so, but like... <laughs> All of these things come from this thing of like, you think everything you're doing is more important than it is. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think, is, right? I think so. Well, I mean, it's the whole thing of, you know, whenever you go out somewhere and you're so worried about, like, oh, my hair, I, I look this way or people. Nobody <laughs> fucking cares. Nobody's Nobody paying any attention to you because everybody yeah. else is in their head doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And 100%. It's, the, it's like, we are all, yes, I realize we're all the main character in our own fucking movie, but, like, it's our own movie. Like, nobody nobody else wants to watch our fucking movie. No, and, exactly. And, and the more, and, and, the sooner, when you realize that and can and find ways to really embrace that and be okay with it, it is freeing. <laughs> it, it, it's absolutely the path to incremental change that will make your life better. It's not going to be, I feel 100% better than I did yesterday because i did these little things but it will make you start feeling right you'll be like wow i'm a much better person than i was when i was 21 i'm a much better person than i was when i'm 31 you know like if you start embracing these things you'll be like wow i have a lot of problems but i'm so much happier yeah. than i was when i was not embracing these things and so, to bring this all back I, around to holiday sunrise tim armstrong seems to be the same person he was when he was 18 years old it's like our number one fucking problem with him it is. is that he seems to be like and the reason, completely and the reason that stuck. we I, I one of the reasons that I think we're so in, invested interested in like troublemaker and maybe to a lesser extent the new album because it's really faded for me but like 
is that <laughs> it seems like there's some growth in some way or there's some yeah. like it and i you know and again feel free to tell us we're totally full of shit but it just there seems to have been a slight shift it's not world changing but it's like we were talking about it's an incremental thing that just seems like oh okay you know and so that's there we go that's what this has to do with fucking race <laughs> i don't give a shit about i know that. i know right has to do with you and yeah. me, and like that's really what this exactly. podcast is about. If you're on episode 67, Holiday Sunrise, <laughs> and you give a shit enough to listen to this episode, then I think you're you're on board yeah. with us ranting about this shit. But um, yeah, it's a it's actually a totally fine song right. when you listen to it in the context of the album. It's just a hilarious song to try to do. I about. know, and a thirty minute song. episode about. <laughs> Oh, okay, well, what are we? So, with that, what are we going to try to do an episode about next week? I'm super happy that you were like kind of dipping on the last album because I was like, ah, it's been a little while since we touched in on the last album. We haven't done Prisoner Song, correct? We only have done New American and like the overview, right? Yeah, it, well, we did the, you know, the singles. Oh, we did the singles, yeah. yes, yes. So, yeah, no, we haven't done Prisoner yeah. Song. So, we're doing Prisoner Song. I thought Prisoner's Song would be yeah. a fine return to that album as like one of the other big songs and, and let, let us check in on where we're at. Because honestly, I'm not listening to it. Anymore. I haven't either. <laughs> since we since did the all the last time we yeah, did Yeah, since we did New American. New American or whatever. I haven't listened to it yeah, a single and, time. Uh, I mean, that big focus on Rancid during that period probably just burned me out Same. a little bit on Rancid. Same. So probably a nice chance for us to go return back and say like, where are we feeling about it? You know, like that sort of burnout of april may yeah um where are we at now good deal all right thanks as always everybody for listening you can find us on instagram at rancid pod uh you can send us an email you can send us a voicemail you can join the patreon patreon.com slash the 11th hour podcast it's all there in our links you can find it or you can just listen to it however you listen to podcasts and hey if you like it leave a review that's always cool all right uh, see you in the pit. <laughs>